This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Hey everyone, welcome to Health Yeah, your prescription for clear, concise medical health and wellness information. I'm Monica Robbins. Today, we're talking about pets, what they do for us emotionally, and what we need to do for them physically. Joining me now is Dr. Anna with the One Health Organization. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So explain for people who may not be familiar with your organization, what is One Health Organization? So One Health Organization is based on the One Health concept. So this is something that is known internationally by professionals who are involved in the health of animals, people, and, and our shared environments or ecosystems. And they if you impact the health of one, they impact the health of the other two components. So uh, at One Health Organization, it is a 501c3 nonprofit located here in Northeast Ohio to benefit the pet parents of Northeast Ohio. And what we do is we want to help people living with dogs and cats, living at home in a healthy and, and really mutually beneficial way. So we want to make sure that they can uh, access veterinary care because that's one of the highest costs of having a pet. And that can cause a lot of stress for people, especially now with uh, the economy having some, you know, people people have to strap strap their belts. And so I would assume that you survive through donations as a 501c3. Yes. So donations is the the primary way we get our revenues to help pay for these programs. So programs including uh, providing financial assistance to pet parents who need help accessing vet care and affording vet care. Uh, It's providing information for pet parents living with dogs and cats. We survive on donations. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's really tough for nonprofits having to ask for money all the time. And it might seem like it's all about the money, but it's not about the money. It's about making a difference in the health and lives of people that you love, that other people love. And we want to keep pets in people's homes. We want to keep pets out of shelters. And one way to do that is to increase access to care. So donations are really, really helpful to get us to achieve our goals. When you talk about One Health, you're talking about people animals, the environment. What do animals do for us physically? Oh my gosh. Well, as as a a huge animal lover yourself, you know very well how much they really uh, improve our mental health. Uh, They help us decrease stress, anxiety, uh, depression. Uh, They give us Sometimes when we're really out and down, they give us a reason to get up and get out of bed and and take care of something that's not ourselves. Also, physically, they really benefit us. So as as a dog person, you're walking your dog. So you're getting exercise. Your dog's getting exercise. For us cat owners, well, maybe not so much in the exercise department, but, you know, we like to play with our cats, too. And so they like to play with toys and things like that. So all of that is really, really helpful. And then I what I really like is how you can use talking about pets as as a social way to interact with someone. It really gets them to open up and they can really feel engaged in the community and with with other people. So, you know, everybody talks about the unconditional love. Um, you know, there's nothing better than coming home from a bad day and at least the fur balls are very happy to see me and don't care about whatever happened that day. They just want to, you know, snuggle. Um, it, it truly is a huge stress reliever, but I cannot 
fathom what the stress is like for someone who adores their pet like I do, but can't afford health care for their pet. Yeah. So when we hear stories from people that we help, the common theme is they love their pet. They want to provide veterinary care and they are just stressed, stressed, stressed about the money. And so what we love to do is to be able to ease and alleviate their stress when it comes to the financial piece of it. It gives them peace of mind. It gives them dignity to be able to go into a veterinary clinic and have payment to cover essential vet care. So yeah, I can't imagine being someone who couldn't, you know, I have a pet insurance for my cat and I don't have to worry about whether I can afford to pay for vet care. Um, certainly we have to be realistic and we, we can't cover everything, but you know, we've got to be able to at least reduce their pain and their distress, the pet's pain and distress. And it also helps people feel better about being able to take care of their dog or cat. They really do have pride. So how does, how does the program work? You mentioned vouchers. Is it something that, you know, somebody applies to the program and you give them money to go find a vet of their own, or is it something you're going to someone's house and actually giving the, the veterinary care? How does the program work? Yeah, I wish we could go into people's homes and provide that care because then you can really see people in their home environment and how the animals are interacting and you can make suggestions as to how they could make some mild, you know, minor changes to their home and things like that. But what we do is we offer people uh, vouchers to help them pay for vet care. So this is how it works. We have a person who is low income, they've self-identified, but they have to prove that they're low income because you know we have to have integrity with this program and assure donors that their money is being used where it's needed most. And so they must apply. So they can apply online, uh, over the phone, uh, by mail. There's any, any number of ways people can, can get a hold of us. They apply if they're income qualified and we have money in the bank to cover the full value of the vouchers then we will send the vouchers to them in by the mail. So they're like paper vouchers. They will then uh, make the vet appointment. They will take those vouchers with them and use them as, as like cash uh, at the vet clinic. They do not receive the cash directly. We want to make sure that the veterinarians are paid for their services. Then we receive the vouchers back with the invoice that shows us what vet care is provided. And as a veterinarian, I love looking at those to see what kind of care they received. And uh, sometimes I can make up a story in my own head, just reading the invoices saying, oh, thank goodness, this is just a wellness visit. So it's the vaccines, it's the physical exam and all that, the, the heartworm testing, the fecal exams. Um, those The sad ones are when, when I'm looking at it and realizing there were some really tough conversations that had to be had in that room. And we want to provide for the end of life care as well. So we, we reach the gamut from wellness care to sickness care. Are you partnering with certain veterinarians or can the person go to any vet they choose? Well, I wish every veterinarian was working with us. So we have a list of participating veterinarians that will accept vouchers as payment. Not all veterinary clinics uh, want to be incorporated in our program. And that's fine. So the ones that tend not to accept vouchers are the corporately owned veterinary clinics. And the ones that are privately owned are the ones that tend to be uh, more amenable to adopting vouchers as a, as a method of payment. So if somebody wants to donate or someone wants to, um, you know, sign up, where do they go? So it's really, really easy to find us. 
onehealth.org, O-N-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.org is our website. There's lots of information. I've been told that it's really easy to find the information they need. So there's a donate button, like, like almost all websites out there for nonprofits. And then there's also links for people to get help for their pets. Uh, there's, like I said, online resources about caring for your pet, the cost of care. We, we want to make sure we don't allow people to go into a vet clinic surprised by the cost of care and, and what can be expected at the clinic. So that's part of the education process too. Dr. Anna, final thoughts, what would you like to leave people with? I would just like to say that, you know, with, with so many people living with, with dogs and cats and other pets, uh, it, one as a veterinarian, I, I love hearing those warm stories about how important these animals are to their pets. And equally important to me is that there are caring and generous people out there like you who want to give back. They have the means to give back and, and really kind of pay it forward for someone else who needs access to really great vet care. Dr. Anna with One Health Organization, thank you so much for your time and what you do. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Like and follow my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Subscribe and find video podcasts on my YouTube channel, Monica Robbins. Until next time, have a healthy week. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.